Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, lovely people. Well, yesterday was Valentine's Day. So today we're going on an adventure in self-love. Last week we had an adventure in consciousness. And this week we've got Emma Gilmore with us for an adventure in self-love, which is something that for many of us is, uh, you know, is a, is a difficult topic. Um, now, Emma, she's awesome. She's such a fantastic spirit. She's also a qualified counsellor, psychotherapist and a fellow This Naked Mind coach. She's an Aussie. So uh, she's got, uh, you know, she's got some really great insights. She's she's worked in corporate and has her life has completely flipped from somebody who used to use caffeine and alcohol as a way of, you know, getting through um, to somebody who's deeply invested in somatic work and body work and, you know, helping people to heal and uh, find a, a new way of living. So I'm super excited for this conversation. Emma's got some great stuff coming up. Make sure you check out her resources. She's got a five day challenge that's starting very soon and all of the resources are in the show notes. So you can go and find those there. Okay, awesome. I'm going to hand over to us. See you in a sec. Hello. Hey team. Big screen. I am super, super, super excited about today's episode because we've got my best buddy here. We've got Emma Gilmore from Australia. <laughs> I am. How are you? Hi, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Oh, God. Right. Really so good. We, <laughs> I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're good. And I'm glad that you're here because this is so this is going to um, air right after Valentine's. And so everybody's loved up. We're loved up. And I'm super loved up with my best buddy here. It's just so awesome. <laughs> it's going to be one big love fest. Excuse the voice. I'm still getting over COVID. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Em is my my dear friend. Emma and I unwittingly at the time went through the January 2020 live alcohol experiment together and I think because that group was so fucking massive we didn't actually find each other in the group until afterwards and we both signed up for the coach training so Annie's first cohort of TNMI this Naked Mind Institute coaches that were trained online um we uh we both I think it's fair to say we're just astounded as to the impact that the live alcohol experiment had on us. Like I went into it with no expectations other than I'm going to take a break from the booze and I'm going to see what happens. And then by the end of it, there I am applying to be a coach and, and the same was true for M. So uh, we then met proper in the coach training and just fostered this lovely friendship. And Emma's um, has been a, an enormous um, support to me over the last now coming up a couple of years and um, not only is she uh, an inspiration to me and a, and a good friend but she's also my coach I've employed her she's she, <laughs> she's gainfully employed as my coach so that's how good she is I want to have her as my coach oh. um, so so yeah this is going to be one big love fest and we're going to talk about self-love are you ready buckle up people um 
So um, it, I don't know whether you want to say it before we before we get into self-love, yeah. is there anything you want to say about the live alcohol experiment? Because there's actually going to be a bunch of people that will have just finished up Sam and I are coaching, um, as we record, in the January live yeah. alcohol experiment, uh, which is just phenomenal. It's, you know, a wonderful experience. We coached last January together. Uh, so it might be nice for you just actually to say a little bit about that and your experience, because mm. we'll have a bunch of people that will just come out of the other side of that and we'll be looking for their next thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was, like Ellie says, completely life changing for me and very much in line with what I was saying too. I was, oh, I'll just do this. I'm, you know, my alcohol's got a bit out of control. I've been buggering around with it for a year. I'll just sign up. I drank too much on, I don't know, after Christmas. Let's sign up and see what happens. And, uh, <laughs> and then the whole world changed. The rest is history. So I honestly think, yeah, I think with for me and certainly for Ellie, I think we were even, both of us were only about two weeks in to the alcohol experiment when we're like okay this is awesome this is changing my life I want to do this for my job Mm -hmm. and I remember at the time when we were applying for coaching um to to become coaches my partner and my friends were like what are you you doing you're taking this a bit too seriously seem to be a little touched is this some kind of pyramid scheme (laughs) it's the cult (laughs) it was so transformational wasn't it Mm. and that you know when you these things clicked into place of this just understanding that the the beliefs that you had genuinely thought were true were complete bullshit Mm. and Mm. It was just that moments of realization and just then, okay, well, if that's, if the world's changing in that way, then what else? What else else have I got wrong? (laughs) (laughs) My whole life's a lie. It's a shame. It's, it's such a powerful thing, though, because for both of you, a lot of people tuning in, they will have this idea that because it maybe took them a long time, to develop the relationship that they did with alcohol that it's going to take a long time for it to go the other way and we apply the rules of the physical world to our thinking just doesn't work like that one insight bang the whole thing can change and uh that's an amazing thing to know it's an amazing thing it doesn't have to take months year it can just take one instant and the whole thing can shift it can although it's not to say because i was talking about the i always describe the change as fast and fast and, and the capacity that the alcohol experiment has for opening that up for people. And somebody said to me, well, did you not struggle with moderation? And I'm like, yeah, go watch my coach intro video. It's not to say that yeah. I didn't struggle, yeah. but prior to finding this naked mind and prior to having a different lens to look through, I was very stuck. I was very stuck and yes. I was in a lot of pain, but that difference of um, new information new understanding being open being curious Mm. enough to explore it I love describing it as like this willingness to be wrong and I remember when I discovered how wrong I was about drinking does not relax me and I remember it's like it's like getting a smack in the face like what the fuck like seriously and how do we all not know but just as you say you then start to question everything it's like well if I was (laughs) wrong about that I must be wrong about everything um but not in a not in an unsettling no um 
you know, this has rocked my world in a negative way, far from it. It was much more like, wow, this is really exciting. Yeah. And I think you and I have a yeah. similar thing going on in so much as um, like wanting to be rebellious to an extent, like wanting to go against the grain. I, like I, yeah. I kind of like, and I liked at the time the subversive nature of going mm. alcohol free and the fact that it was a bit different and that it was, I think it, it comes down to like, I've always liked challenge and doing things yeah. a different way. I've always, yeah. you know, um, yeah. gone for my own groove. Like I want to create my own path as opposed That's to following right. somebody else's. So I think that helps. Right. And it always, and always when I talk to people about it in different places that, the key essence, I think, as well, is that the values of the people who are running it are very good mm. and they resonate with my values. Yes. Like the people who are running it are good people. And 100%. They, it's not a cult. It's officially not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> They're great people. Come and join us. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, and it trickles down. You know, mm. I listen to people in the past talking about, um, which is the next kind of piece after the alcohol experiment, but I listen to people talking there and they're just like, you can tell, you can tell the values are good. You can tell the, the people who coach are all, you know, they've come from all different places, mm. but they've all, they believe in the inherent kind of, that the person's a good source you know yes that there's good energy getting the truth out because the reality piece i think is one of the biggest things it's like none of us are we're not lying to ourselves it's like you get upgraded information you see the truth of yeah. how it works and then suddenly different things start making sense to you which is very different to a belief system and uh yeah like however we come at it everyone has a different way of presenting that but i think that's what people see in this naked mind is the core of truth and and mm. annie's desire scott's desire hillary's everyone's desire to keep peeling back the layers of the onion to get closer and closer and closer to the true reality of alcohol yeah. and that's really refreshing and that's really powerful yeah mm. yeah and, and there's something really interesting in what you say about that that essence that 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 it comes from annie and it and it seeps to every, everything all of the touch points how we're trained, how we then show up as coaches. Mm. Um, my, you and I have both been in corporate for a number of years prior to yeah. what we're doing now. And uh, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't get on very well in corporate because I can't keep my mouth shut. And uh, <laughs> I uh, tend to say what I think and... Um, I don't, I don't do well at fitting in and we'll come back to fitting in later on. Mm. Um, and what I noticed a lot in corporate was that you would have these leaders, you would have these people at the top of an organization and, or even a, actually worse yeah. kind of middle, yeah. middle management yeah. um, or upper, upper middle management is kind of the worst layer. You might have somebody really good. You might have an Annie at the top who yes. has some re really yeah. good ideals mm. Mm. Yeah. but I've I don't think I've ever been in an organization in fact I can categorically say I've never been in an organization where that true essence has then found its way through the organization it has in so much as oh here's our values or 
Mm. Um, here's our manifesto but people do not actually live it what people tend to do is live their own version of the manifesto and kind of try and show up as be seen to be doing the right thing as opposed to doing the right thing thing. and it's 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 kind of that that level where the messages kind of come down and then it just it gets shot to shit and then it's um, it's it's dispersed in a pragmatic where it becomes problematic. You've got yeah. people on, you, it should be uh, pulling to a common thread, but it, it doesn't ever work out like that. So what I see in Annie and Scott and Hillary, particularly it, at the Snake of Mind as leaders, as a leadership team, it's it's just a really, I've, I've, I've never been held by something like that. Mm. And, and yes, you could argue it's a smaller organization right now, but they're growing fast. And yes. what, what I see in, in Annie particularly is that she, um, she's through and through who she is mm. and her, her intention is very clear. She's very principled. Yeah. And so it feels like a really, um, a really safe place to be and we're going to talk about the nervous yeah. system and why yeah. sa- safety is so important but I just yeah. thought as you were talking about um, the the values of those people and how that that then uh, manifests itself it just struck mm-hmm. me that there is that link you know we've both had this kind of corporate experience that's very very different to the experience that we're having right now for sure for sure I totally agree totally agree and I think that it's one of the pieces that I think in leadership, doing the work on themselves, like, you know, that Annie and Scott and Hillary have done a lot of work on themselves and they come and they don't just, and I'll stop banging on about Annie and Scott, <laughs> but they don't just teach how to coach. They kind of model things like, you know, the, not having scarcity and you know mm-hmm. dealing with things like you know competitiveness and mm-hmm. and they coach us through that side of things as well which I find really really useful or probably even yeah. more useful and always from a place of compassion right yeah. so it's uh you know you might you might be on the receiving end of some uh some ch- some challenge in terms of what you what you need to um yeah. work on or do next but it's always yeah. it's always done with a, a really nice cuddle at the same time yeah <laughs> yeah always yeah, feels good true. it does very true. um very true. well right let, let's get into our subject of self-love so that so one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this was you and I when I was on my I think it was probably day day one or two of my COVID sick bed yes. and I was, fe- I was feeling very emotional <laughs> And we had a little coaching session between us. We were coaching one another. And uh, one of the things that came up as a theme of conversation was to do with the the balance of being with other people, but also being with ourselves and the importance of not giving yourself away or giving too much of yourself away. So very much recognizing the need to connect with others, but not at the expense Mm. of self. So not abandoning Mm. ourselves. And one of the things that you were talking about that I really loved was 
something that is a big part of your own personal development journey and your growth, your personal growth about learning to have your, I think you described it as having your own back. Have your own back. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. just talk a little bit about that and just why it's so important to you at this stage? Yeah, sure. I think um, I've been working a little bit with a somatic experiencing coach called Jay Fields, who's absolutely amazing. Um, and she works very strongly with the nervous system and learning to work with your nervous system. Stuff I really knew nothing about when I started on this journey. And I think because, and I know we've mentioned it here, I went through a situation in corporate where I was in a very toxic workplace and it led to me really probably spurred on by years and years of um, living on nothing but alcohol, caffeine, adrenaline in the corporate workplace, working five days a week with little babies and moving country to Australia. Um, I really had no idea how long I'd been living my life in a permanent state of fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system. And then when the toxic relationship happened at my, in my workplace, it meant that I was so brittle mm. that I had no resilience left in me. And it meant that I, when the, the, the situation happened that did, I really didn't know what to do. And I just felt completely broken and ended up taking lots of Valium, helping Valium to go into work, having panic attacks at work. And eventually I left and it was terrifying because it was like, Melbourne's tiny and it was really scary too. I knew that by leaving, I was, and by, going into bat a little bit about the reason that I'd had to leave that I was saying goodbye to my career yeah. and yeah. so in one sense I probably did have my own back for the first time ever I just didn't really know how to do it without yeah. breaking and I think the journey for me with alcohol and stopping drinking has been this coming back to self and discovering who Emma Gilmore is after she had to change herself yes. to fit in with what society expected of her and just those deep ingrained beliefs that we don't even know where they come from but but drive us you know drive us to corporate life drive us to overperforming drive us to seeking validation from external sources all of that stuff you know um and I find and I spend a lot of time I find most of my coaching is I'm alongside people still very much on the journey <laughs> and this is one of the pieces that I'm very much on the journey still of which is trying to learn how to be myself authentically and that be okay and not having to take responsibility for everybody else's feelings and emotions and which I tend to do and I think a lot of people do especially 
probably people who drink as well I think it's kind of an empathy thing isn't it but also mm. there's that um I can't remember the right word for it now um people pleasing oh, yes, kind of thing yeah. where you you don't know the difference between you and somebody else and so when everybody when people other people are unhappy um it it just it just floods you as you've got no way of differentiating yourself and so you might have an argument with someone or a discussion with somebody and they go off and have a great day and you're just left like completely activated and just because you've taken on everything you know and you've made it about you it was very is a very interesting saying that and I'll probably get this wrong with my perimenopausal brain but a very lovely saying that um, this lady Jay Field said to me and it was you can only have empathy with someone when you stop taking responsibility for them mm. and it made it's so true it's like the ego piece again you know you're making you you're making the situation that they're having about you actually even though you feel like you're you know you're taking it all on but it's another it's another piece to that you, know, you can't really lie down in the sand with them mm. when you're making it all about you <laughs> Mm. and how it, it's making you feel Does that makes sense yeah that's the line between empathy and sympathy in my yeah. my eyes I see it that way I, I I didn't even know how to be empathetic for most of my life I would say yes. until a few years back <laughs> and I would yes. wonder why I was always getting in trouble <laughs> yes. and it's because people yeah. feel you know we don't realize but that often when we do that we we're not actually hanging out in that space with someone and saying I get it I understand like I'm not where you are right now but I do get it and like hanging out there where there's this element of I don't know like I, I accidentally starting things with well you know trying to heal things trying to fix things yeah. when it's like well actually that's that's not what people need <laughs> they just need right. you to hang out with them for a bit and and they'll realize it's okay because it's right. hanging out with people. That's where the magic is. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it, 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 everything, you know how serendipitous everything is like all these different connection sparks happen between these different pieces. And it was, it's very similar with being with my teenagers at the moment. They'll be like firing off all their teenage hormone stuff and I'll be getting activated by it because I'm in my perimenopausal crazy mum stuff. And actually, all they need for me to do is to lean in and like lie on the bed with them and go like, I get this, this, this holiday sucks for you because there's no Wi-Fi and you can't talk to your friends, right? I get it. Mm. <laughs> I really do, you know, and not make it, well, you know, why don't they love me enough to enjoy the holiday with me? <laughs> yeah as a parent it, it's so easy it's so easy to take everything personally and then get activated yeah. because of it and yeah. uh you know especially like this time of year that we've just come through right so you spend a lot of you invest a lot of time and money in yeah christmas and you know the the gifting and the experience you know i booked so many different things for the kids to and uh, there's just so many we're, we're very fortunate so many wonderful things Christmas lights and pantomime and all of these things like I want to give them all of these wonderful experiences but if you do that and then you're full of resentment because they haven't enjoyed it to the level that you expect them to enjoy because <laughs> they're kids yeah. right and they're, they're, their own little nervous systems are 
are developing and they're they're very heavily reliant on us for core regulation at this stage so they need to learn how to regulate by regulating with us so if we're struggling with our own regulation our own self-regulation then it's just a recipe for for disaster and so one of the things that i'll focus on as much as i possibly can and i don't always get it right and funnily enough i was just talking to we had a, a uh, another shit show this morning and I said to my husband like we have to remember that we're human beings and you, yes. you're not striving for perfection what you're striving for yeah. is progress progress over perfection no yeah. the that, that heightened awareness is just something to always always be celebrated and see the the difference that you are making and, and focus on what I keep talking to to him about is um particularly when emotions are high is to not take this stuff personally I don't just I'm just yeah. laughing personally because my, yeah. my, my son's got a bit of a potty mouth at the minute I wonder where he gets that from yeah. and uh, and he called my husband my children do too yeah it's weird isn't it that's mysterious <laughs> it's very mysterious. bloody schools what a mystery yeah. Yeah. <laughs> teachers that's why I left yeah <laughs> Sam um my, my, my little boy came out with um a word which um you know it's in the moment it's like oh my god that's horrific and you can get into all that story yeah. of what, what's everyone yeah. going to think of me that my, my son's saying this word and um and my husband got really um upset about it and, and I'm trying to say to him and it's and, and again in the moment when somebody's activated that's that's not when I'm trying to rationalize the the thing but afterwards I'm, I'm trying to say to him like it, it, he doesn't really think that you are that thing right he's he's he, it's it's just lashing out it's just expression it's just he doesn't know what else to do and so we have to whatever is going on whatever shit storm it is whatever bad language whatever lashing mm -hmm. out we just have to be with them they just want connection and the more that we yeah. can do that and override the um, well, this and this, sorry, so people that can't yeah. see this, I'm pointing at the prefrontal cortex for the, you know, the part where we start to make meaning about the yeah. things. And then also the um, the primal part of the brain that where, where we're activated and you, it, you can just set off down this destructive path. But if mm. you can interrupt that and, mm. you know, have this, I, I always think about like with, just just that word, with just be with them just as you say yeah. i'll lie in the bed with you and agree that for you this is entirely and I this is not the best holiday ever and, I, and i'm not going to try and change it and i'm not going to try and convince no. you of otherwise yeah. i'm not going to diminish your fit i mean that's the worst thing that we can do we try to make things better because we want, want oh i want the kids to be happy but you yeah. just make it worse because you diminish their feelings they're absolutely yeah. entitled to their full breadth of feelings and if we can acknowledge how they're feeling and accept that and not bring our own stuff to it, then mm. things will pass more mm. easily. But our job isn't to make our kids happy. Right? Yeah. And that's a really important point. Our job isn't really to make anybody happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think, is the essence of it all. Mm. <laughs> it comes down to that's it. If you're going to boil into it, yeah, boil it down. <laughs> we, um, yeah. There's so much wisdom in in the way that, you know, particularly children as they're still building their sense of self, let emotions come and go. Like it's it's very true about the helping them regulate. 
and doing that by regulating ourselves. But I think a lot of that is about us dropping our story and dropping back yeah. into that space of clarity and peace. And kids are really good at having, you know, they get crazy, they get excited, they're upset, they've dropped their ice cream. And then two minutes yeah. later, they're, they're joyful again. Yeah. And the ebb and the flow, you know, if, we, if the average adult was to behave like the average, average child, you know, we'd, you know, we'd be locked up and thrown away kind of thing. But actually, <laughs> we could learn a lot as well, because they're, they're very good at letting things go, because they don't mm. have thought constructs and things being built around it like we have mm. and um yeah you can learn from each other and sometimes just um just being with someone to me the reason that that works is that it recalibrates us because yeah. most people feel like oh i'm emotional i'm angry or i'm this or i'm that i'm broken i need to fix that when actually to me it's much more oh look there's a signal i'm believing my story yes. and uh I'm on the way back home. And if I just sit with myself for a minute and chill out, then uh, I'll recalibrate back to the peace and clarity yeah. that's inside of me. That's my birthright, yeah. which we all have. Um, and kids yeah. are great at showing us how to do that. That's so true. That's they so true. are. But it's bloody hard when you're in it with them. I'm sure. <laughs> Three of them sw swinging, off the, swinging off the Christmas tree, th throwing yeah. things. Good grief. And that's just you. What about the kids? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah it's interesting I, I find myself being activated by the kids quite a lot in the mornings when I'm trying to get them to school which thankfully I don't have to do at the moment and one of the things this same lady Jay is all about you know the the impact that the body and the somatic experiencing has on all of us mm -hmm. is about and she keeps saying to me just remember you're responsible for the skin that you're in Ooh. you're responsible for the skin you're in and one of the I was looking at the ner nervous system um, activity for calming the nervous system down it was one of the ones from Jolene's course which we've all been on the gray area drinking course and um, it's a one where you put one hand under the other hand and then you just you just sit there and just you just kind of feel like your muscles and you feel your skin mm -hmm. and get back into and that is really profound as well I think in that same piece of not being responsible for anybody's happiness Mm. we're responsible for our skin and our our space but it's such a, I think for people stopping drinking it's a really hard space to be in that learning how to regulate your nervous system when you've never done very, anything very, other than drink to regulate very, your nervous system very much so because you have strong patterning strong neural pathways and mm. this is the thing like you have to give it time because it's going to take mm. a whole host of time for that that old patterning the old neural pathways to disconnect yeah and to build the new ones and to build the new ones that takes intentionality it takes deliberate action repeated action over and over again it takes just as i was saying not beating yourself up for the one time that you lose your shit but extending mm. grace to yourself and compassion for being a human being and recognizing yeah. the progress that you're making all the time yeah yeah we're not taught this stuff no. um, i know we should be right it's much more interesting than what we get taught <laughs> well i think that's it Emma. and the issue is because we're not taught it we overcomplicate the hell out of it so yeah. Yeah. often we say well how do i drop into my body it's like well just a simple visualization of literally dropping into your body and feeling your yeah. feet can be hugely powerful yeah. but mm. people get this thought storm around 
what body work, breath work, oh God, you know, it becomes this thing that you, you're good at or you're not good at. Or, mm. And it's, it's our, again, it's something that actually without all the thinking, we just do it naturally. Yeah. Like, mm. We just do, but we've, we've lost that because we, we, we overcomplicate it. There's um, a really yeah. lovely little story I'd just like to bring in here because it's, oh God, I'm, I'm a big fan, as Sam is, of Eckhart Tolle. And um, and the power of now is a wonderful book, and I've, I've, I don't rec- I don't often recommend it to people because I recommended it to somebody once, and then she thought that was a bit mad. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> um, you kind of have to you have to be really in the right space to 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 get into it. Um, but uh, Eckhart Tolle has written Milton's Secret, which is I've a, heard version, that. a version of the power of now for children. Yes. And I, I made a little request to Santa Claus and I said, Santa, can you please bring that book for my eldest Pearl, who's about to turn eight? Mm. And so Santa Claus brought Milton's Secret for Pearl. And let me tell you what a wonderful book that is. It's mm. oh, oh, my, God. I, my skin right now is like I've got that tingly feeling all over. She sat and, and we read it together. And there's a part in it where um, that just... Um, and capture that's what we're talking about here this like being in your body and she kind of did the as, as we're reading the story she's um, applying the concept to herself in real time and she's like i can i can i can feel it in my hands mommy and i can feel it in my feet and i can feel it in my legs mommy and it's like, like beautiful yeah that's amazing beautiful. it's lovely highly recommend it even as an adult to read it because it's like yeah. you know if, you, if you're not quite ready for the, the the fullness of the power of now read Milton's secret we'll give you the gist <laughs> the energy of those things there's no way that we'd be sat here doing this if it wasn't for that book I read that when I was 18 and it broke me in two and wow. there's no doubt no doubt for me that the reason I started this journey at 26 is because I had a meditation pro, pro like practice from the moment mm. I read that book and uh, I couldn't deal with the pain of it just falling away every time I was drinking. So I think I was just so aware of how it was blocking my channels and, and the somatic, well, I didn't really have the language for it then. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. So yeah, I'm, I didn't even know that, that he'd written that. So I'm so excited to tune into that myself. That sounds yeah. cool. Get a copy. It's awesome. Oh, we've, we've gone on a Sounds bit of a awesome. wander, haven't we? Where, where have we wandered yeah, it's off been to? Fun. We, we, it's we been try fun. to talk about having our own backs. Um, Which it does fall down to it because it's about standing in our own authenticity, isn't it? Which mm. is being okay to make a clunky, awkward bid for your own need, your own boundary. Is that your pussycat trying to get can in? You, can I let her in? Yes, yeah. I want to see Sparkle. She's very annoying. <laughs> what a name, Sparkle. They're all, oh, they're all out here. Come on. When come did in. you have? Two. When, when Em was doing Frosty, the live alcohol, Frosty, Frosty's not. When Em was doing the live <laughs> alcohol experiment, um, she, she had this same situation going on where they were desperate to get in. She let them come in. <laughs> And then sparkles like walking in front of the kind of tails going like this. Bottom. <laughs> cat bottom. Yeah, cat, cat ass. <laughs> Emma, I've, She'll be asking. I've got something that I, I'd love to know how you see this because 
we were talking about having your own back. And I think for a lot of us, we, to me, I used to believe that controlling everything out there was how I found security and peace. So it's kind of the codependent behaviors of my partner's not right. So I'm not right. So I'm going to try and fix my partner to fix me. And it's subconscious and running at that level. And I've come to realize more and more that in an, in acknowledging deeply that we're not broken, that we to come back to the somatic piece, to come back to the body, to come back to the place where we're always okay. That's where true security is found. It's the opposite of what most of us have been told. And the society's got a vested interest in telling us like we're messed up. We need more, like we have to consume because otherwise we're going to be lost and we won't find ourselves. Um, so what's been the biggest, you know, in that journey to having your own back, like, what's been the biggest learnings for you like what's been huge for you I think one of the things that's been I'll give you an example of something that was a really interesting having your own back moment excuse sparkle um (laughs) and I was going swimming I I swim with a bunch of women um that I've been doing for about a year maybe a bit longer and sometimes I come I go along there and I'm vivacious and I'm I've got a big personality and sometimes I go along there and I don't and there's different things that I've learned as I've been going through things like is it okay that sometimes we don't feel really vivacious because as a society we're kind of conditioned to put on a show right for other people and be friendly and interesting and you know engaged and and sometimes you're just not feeling it and I'll give you, so that, for example, for me is one of the things I remember swimming with the ladies afterwards. It was a nighttime swim and we were setting off and I said, I wasn't really feeling this until I got it in the water. Now I'm feeling it in the water. And um, I was like, do, do you guys ever feel like that as well? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we really often feel like that. But you feel like you kind of have to make conversation, but actually standing awkwardly in the corner is where you feel more comfortable. <laughs> I had a very similar one after our last lockdown where these ladies I've been swimming with for years. Sorry, this isn't very philosophical. This is about my swimming group. <laughs> um, I'm sure that I'm sure it's much deeper than you realise. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been we'd only ever seen each other in swimming caps and like our swimsuits. So we didn't know what each other's hair looked like or anything, right? So we've met in the mornings or at nighttime and gone swimming together in the ocean and had these really amazing deep conversations, um, but really didn't really know each other very much other than that. And then we decided to have a get together. So suddenly all these people that you'd only seen in their like daggy swimming costumes, swimming caps, <laughs> were like dressy and, and just like, we were having to communicate with each other where we weren't swimming. And it was so funny. As we were going around, I, I, I said to one of the ladies, I was like, is this weird? This is kind of weird, isn't it? I feel kind of uncomfortable. Not only have we come out of COVID, but I've never seen you with hair before. And this is, and, and it was amazing. The other people were like, oh God, yeah, I'm so glad you said that. It's really awkward, isn't it? <laughs> and that's the sort of thing that I think when you put it out there and you have the awkward conversations and you have your own back and the people will like you or they won't like you, right? And it's being okay with that. Those are the, that's the type of thing that I'm starting to tread gently into doing with confidence now. But I still really struggle. Even today, I had the situation that Ellie and I was talking about where because of the 
Um, and I think it's because of, it definitely is a part of, but because I went through that toxic working environment where I had my, and this again is you know, going back to where our unconscious beliefs come from and where the things that activate our nervous systems come from. And I was just thinking as well about, I'll put a note in it, but kind of trauma and things like that. Those are kind of areas where it, it, you can see with people, it gets very difficult when you are touching back in, coming back into your body and things like that. But um, sorry, I've lost my train. Where was I? You were talking about the, um, when, we, when you and I were coaching together, that, yes. that situation. Yes. So if I'm in a group situation with people and I feel like, in any way and it's kind of it's sometimes it's not true what's happening I feel a bit like I'm being coerced or um I just feel suddenly very unsafe mm. um and it activates my nervous system and sorry I'm having a little bit of a it's making me feel like that and and something around it came up today um, I was trying to interact in a group situation and I still haven't got it right because I still have this need to fill a hole. Mm. You know, I can't, the boundary piece, I still haven't quite worked out how to say something and then move and just let that, that be. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Mm. Just, mm. you know, I feel like this need to kind of, fill yeah. a hole and say something or make everything better or yeah I, I still haven't quite got that yet but in and of itself that's great right because that means that you've interrupted that pattern so what you were describing yes. is that like the the it's the automatic response it's always going to be the same response until you interrupt it until you become aware yeah. of it until you shine a light on it and try to yes. understand it and then you can decide what you want to do about it. But all the while, it's going to feel bloody uncomfortable when you're That's in it. That's right. And also not making it bad. Yes. You know, not making it bad. I think that's a big thing. It's like, so you're having this reaction. You might be overcompensating. You might not always be making the right decisions around it because you're learning how to do it. But also there's a reason why you're doing it mm -hmm. because you're protecting yourself because something happened to you that made you nervous around groups of people in a kind of work situation. <laughs> you know, that rightfully so, your primitive part is coming forward and trying to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And it's not always, doesn't always know the right ways to do that. Mm. But now it's your 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 role as an adult to step in and go. It's going to be okay. Nothing bad's going to happen, you know. <laughs> and you putting your boundaries there and saying what's okay and what's not okay, is 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 okay. However, it lands. Mm. The the moment you see something like that, it's already starting to shift. Because in being able to see it, you're experiencing the deep, deep truth that you are not that thing. In order to be able to see something in front of you, you need a reference point. 
which is the witness, which is this piece where we're, that's the piece where we're always okay. That's the piece of clarity and innate well-being. And the yeah. moment you see something, you might not realize it, but just the act of seeing it has shown yes. you that you are not that thing. And it starts yeah. to unravel. And it's the difference between I am and, oh, look at that. That's interesting. Like that's yes. still flowing through me right now, but that's interesting. And yeah. our, you know, the, the only thing we can ever do is come back home to the truth of who we are because none of that other stuff is real. Mm. So once mm. you connect to the place in you that is, um, anything that comes to you that's, a, that's a, the truth that's coming from there, if you share that, that's the only thing you have to do. Like you deliver the message of who you really are, how someone receives it, you can't control that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I know, we all know now, as we go on this journey, that people who see that people who see that it's come from that place of authenticity the, you will repel the people that you're supposed to repel and you will attract the people that you're supposed to attract and that's the thing is like we can't please in fact the only thing we can do we can't ever live in somebody else's reality we can only ever come home to us and uh there's so much safety and security in knowing that and realizing that and it's a journey it takes a little time it's like mm. a spinning wheel you know, these yeah. things from the past, we keep them alive. They have an energy. But once we see them, the wheel starts slowing down, starts slowing down. And then, yeah. and it keeps popping up a little bit. But the knowledge is like, oh, but that's not me. Like, yeah. I don't have to breathe life into that. It doesn't serve me anymore. Perhaps yeah. it was a protective mechanism. And perhaps it was yeah. the best, best tool I had. But actually, yeah. I'm allowed to let that go now. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think there's a cool. lot in just understanding that, as you were saying them, it's it's like not judging ourselves for being a human being, for having a human brain. So there's yes. a very good reason why, like if you think about the, the two things, the um the connection with others and authenticity, the thing that is always gonna trump the other is connection. Mm -hmm. Because yes. as as little cave people running around, yeah. Yeah. If you were the outlier, you were the outcast, you mm -hmm. would die. You needed yeah. to be part of the, the pack, the tribe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So we have th these two primal things. We have the need to connect with others. And we also have uh, the need to um, connect with our own instinct. But that instinct, that authenticity, that inner knowing is always going to be trumped if you mm. you just you know leave everything as it is the, the the primal part of the brain will override with the need to connect with others and this is why the whole fitting in thing yeah. becomes such a yes. big deal and we all we all yeah. feel that we all feel the need however, however secure we are in ourselves you, you'll get the primal part of your brain is going to scream out that you are in danger of being outcast and dying if you do not fit in so it takes mm. some conscious work to override that but just knowing it can then allow us to take a step back from it and not judge ourselves because we all feel that. And, and everybody that you look at and revere and are inspired, every, everybody has that and has to navigate their way through it. Everybody has the discomfort of it. Um, we were talking earlier on, it might be a good time for me to bring in my, my quotes from <laughs> the gorgeous Brené Brown. So we're all Brené fans and her new book, which is a beautiful book in hardback, beautifully illustrated. I've started following mm. the guy on Instagram. He's amazing. It's called Atlas of the Heart. And it's just this wonderful book 
um, talks about all of our different emotions and acts as like a, a map and a compass. It's, just, it's wonderful. But there was a piece in here, and I've used it quite a lot recently with clients, and it, it comes into what we were talking about with regards to like having this need to, to fit in. And actually, what's better than fitting in? What's better than fitting in is belonging. And there's a, a spread, an illustrated spread in this book. And it's when children were asked about the difference between belonging and fitting in, it's the insight that came from these children. And I just want to read three of them out because they just, they get you right in the heart. So the first one says, belonging is being somewhere where you want to be and they want you. Fitting in is being somewhere where you want to be, but they don't care one way or the other. Mm. Mm. The second one is belonging is being accepted for you. Fitting in is being accepted for being like everyone else. And who wants to be like everyone else, right? Um, And if I get to be me, I belong. If I have to be like you, I fit in. So powerful and links back to a little bit about what you were saying about you know that corporate world and never really fitting in because I felt very much the same and like I had a lovely time in my jobs but I never really felt like I quite fat the mold I was always trying to (laughs) and failing (laughs) Mm. and it it doesn't feel good it's like it, it, it and it doesn't feel good I remember in the there was one uh one of my corporate, I had a very big role and uh, and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. Because I felt like I was giving my, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to articulate it that way at the time. I just drank it away. Mm. I, I was giving myself away and I was, I was aligning myself with things, concepts, people, connections, ideas that I didn't agree with and that didn't fit Mm. with me but this is where scarcity comes in like well I I need a job I need my career I need the status that comes with my big role I need the money to pay the mortgage and the and so it's it is so understandable how we get trapped Mm. in these cycles and then what do we do? Well, we don't feel safe. We don't feel like ourselves. We have to play a part. Well, oh, mm-hmm. if I have a drink, um, particularly in social group situations, then it's kind of, it's kind of easier to numb that part of us and to show up as the person that fits in. Yeah. And at the time, the alcohol as an anesthetic will numb the pain that comes with that but then what do we have the other side of it when the when alcohol wears off we have all of the feelings and actually it's compounded because we've still got the original problem and we feel like shit so we're less capable of of dealing with it so it's 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 no wonder it's absolutely no wonder that people end up where where we end up Mm. Mm. totally Um, um, can i share something with you guys So I wanted to share just because it kind of fits in a little bit with this. So my, again, Jay Fields, amazing Jay Fields, (laughs) uh, taught me this little um, 
practice called embodied commitment. Yay! I'm so glad you're going to do this because awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Which for me is my embodied commitment to myself is I want to have my own back this year. That's my intention. And so it starts, it combines three different parts. The first is the thinking part of the brain, so the intention. And then the second part is the feeling part. And then the third part is a movement. So kind of seal it in with a bit of bodily movement. And it's a really nice way to put together an idea or intention that you might have for a period of time. So for me, mine is to have my own back. it feels when I say having my own back, because I mean that as much about my business, my relationships with people in every way, every part of my life. I, for me, that feels like freedom and it feels like bliss and it feels like walking by the sea in the sunshine. And I can really feel that when I think about having my own back because I won't feel that kind of gnarly anxiety that you get when you're not standing in your own authenticity and you're able to be the kind of idiot that you are and be around the people that love you for it. (laughs) And then for me, I, because I particularly love this hand movement, it feels like a hug to me. This is my movement. So I've got my hands like butterfly on my chest and I just do a deep breath in and then a long, slow breath out, the focus on the breath out. And then I say to myself at each day, it's been so interesting. Um, how am I going to, what one thing can I do to move me towards that commitment today? And it, it ends up being the strangest of things, <laughs> but it feels like that, you know, that inner knowing what you're talking about, that, you know, that real, coming back to ourselves you 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 it 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 just knows what the right thing to do is right yeah it very rarely seems to be work (laughs) and that's not because I don't love my job but it's often like going for a walk or you know stuff they're often in I don't know if you find this is the same and but to me that it often points us to things that we that we do that remind us how to be so yeah a lot of this stuff is to me it's like an innocent misunderstanding of if we really believe our security comes from what's out there then we'll do everything we can to change what's out there to feel secure so we'll try and fit in we'll we'll change what we wear we'll do all that stuff and that's a misunderstanding and and that's okay when you realize that you don't have compassion for yourself because you're like oh but i say this all the time you can't find something where it isn't and things change out there. They're constantly in flux. So security isn't to be found out there. It's in here. And when you realize the truth of that, when you come to the wisdom of what is going to continually help bring me home, often what we receive from that are these wonderful, beautiful things like going for a walk or you know, connecting or whatever it might be, because mm-hmm. actually in those things help us peel back the layers to that place yeah. where we're okay. And uh, yeah. I love that. That sounds amazing. I'm, I'm definitely going to rock that out. That's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hugely powerful. I could, when you first spoke to me about it, you lit up talking about it mm. and to, you know, to hear how it's again, something so simple, but so 
um, it's, it's available to everybody and it's very easy. Yeah. And, you know, with this time of year where in all likelihood people have set, uh, uh, what do you call them, resolutions for January yeah. and it's, it's all gone to shit. Right, well, here's the, <laughs> thing, that, here's the thing that you can do. You could do this every yeah. day. Yeah. And it's really simple and you can go, we'll talk about Em's Instagram in a minute and her social, you can go and find her. Um, I'm sure there's, um, there'll be a video, there'll be a video of our Em doing it. So you can go and have, have a good look and, and then apply it to your own life. But this, this stuff is so, like earlier on, Sam, you talked about how instantaneous change can be so when we're talking about the alcohol experiment and that that shift yes. that em and i had like yes. how instantaneous it was this stuff doesn't have to take i mean yes we talk about you know so like, we're going to be doing this in the work for the rest of our lives but in terms of like mindset shift it, it can happen very very quickly and when you know that whatever the thing is that leads you to the understanding the visceral understanding of you are okay and you are going to be okay regardless of external circumstances regardless of what happens in that group that you're working with or your corporate job or yeah. you know the, the whole law of impermanence and i think i spoke to this when i did my interview with annie on the this naked mind podcast i was talking about like you life circumstances are going to happen yes connection with other people is is a part of the human experience and we all want connection but the only two constants in life the only two the only two constants will stop uh the you've got the present moment um and and you you have your true self with a capital s that's it that's it yeah. and when you breathe your last breath like you know the the, the other stuff's gone but you, yeah. you but you still have that that self and so when you, when you can get to the point of feeling okay, and, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not diminishing things for, at, at all because, you know, we're going to experience grief and all, all sorts of terrible things. Yeah. yeah. But you can still be okay. You can still be okay. And yeah. allow instead of clinging on and craving you can just allow things to be and just know right. inherently that you are you are good you are okay and that inner part of you is is a constant you're not you don't need to hinge on other things as soon it's i think um i think it's in the power of now it's the eckhart toll that talks about when it's um dying before you die so you, you before you get to your deathbed and then realize, oh, oh, all of this didn't matter all the way along. Oh, okay, now I see, see it now, and yeah. and and live live in that way now, and free yourself from a huge amount of suffering in the process. Yeah. yeah. Have we gone too deep, folks? No, it's awesome. Right. No, it's so, so good. Lighten it up with a song. <laughs> no, it's good it, because it. <laughs> talking about this stuff though it takes you back to that place it does it does it's beautiful it's a really good conversation i've really enjoyed it and it's magic because it allows you to honor life it's yeah i think some people get caught up in the idea of like you said ellie like oh is this denial am i not and it's like 
no, there's a big difference between seeing something. It's it's like a movie. If you believe the movie is that all there is, um, and you're pulled around by it, um, that's like being on a roller coaster. But actually, when you realize you're the real you is sat back before that, able to witness the movie playing out, you enjoy the film more and you're actually allowed to get more involved in the character. You can like let things flow through you naturally. So like when storylines come up that are really challenging and difficult, you can actually meet them from a place of equanimity and you can you can feel grief and you can feel those things and allow them to pass through you. And yeah, Ellie, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like everything out there, including thoughts and anything that's in the world of kind of form is, you know, is going to come and go. But there is the formless, which is that which allows us to even have an experience. Mm. It's kind of like if you imagine that life was a painting, everything's made of paint, but the painter is not made of paint. And the painter is like the energy that brings everything forth. And that's who we are. And when you sit in that energy, when you sit in that space, suddenly you can hold things that seemed so dark in a light way and you can let them go naturally you can let them flow through you and they don't control you in the way that they used to um so it's not just some we will bullshit that we can all chin it's proper no. practical shit <laughs> that's going to turn yeah. your life upside down so yeah, yeah. get woo woo people yeah. get very woo and if you want to and if you want to get super woo you can go and find the gorgeous Emma on Instagram. Tell us about your Instagram and your your Facebook. So my Instagram is at Hope Rising Coaching, and it's beautiful. And my, awesome. my Facebook's the same. Luckily, consistency is good. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and, um, and then my website is www hope rising coaching look at you go do you know what i just i always like whenever i listen to you speak anywhere and people ask where they can find you you always say www dot and it just sets me back to like in the what was it probably the late, like 1990s, Late 90s. When, when the internet first came along and we were trying to figure out what the fuck it was all about world wide slash. web http Dash. Oh, um, um, can you can, can, can when we've recovered can you also tell us about the Aussie alcohol experiment yes so I run my own Australian version of the alcohol experiment that the wonderful this naked mind um do it's a much smaller um experience uh with me coaching as part of it and with videos and emails from me. Um, it's done on Aussie timelines, but it's very much the same spirit and the same amazing experience that we've all had, just done a little with a little bit of a smaller group in, a, in an Aussie in an Aussie timeline. But mm. I've run three of them now and they've been really good fun. And I've so enjoyed passing on that fantastic learning and game-changing life-changing moments that you get yeah. along the way with the alcohol experiment with the Aussie folks who sometimes struggle a little bit with the time, <laughs> the time zones and I'm sure I was just going to say I'm sure the experience you bring to it is amazing because you've been there you've experienced it and then you're going to bring your own mm. special touch to that which is awesome 
yeah it's this this there's, right. there's so. something incredible about tailoring like taking the best of the best of the best and then tailoring mm. it and customizing it for an audience and i just think you've done it you've done it so wonderfully and of course the benefit of um so giggling as you're talking about a smaller group because of course as you know when we coached in the january alcohol experiment you're talking about two and a half to three thousand people right it's a lot of people That's right. and and already funnily enough today i saw somebody posting about well we need some break-off groups we need some smaller groups because the yeah. the, the, the group is um in you know we're, we're not meant to socialize with three thousand people at a time right so people have this need for smaller smaller groups and and uh, more intimate connection and of course, that's what they get with with your group because you are limiting it to a smaller number, yes. for good reason to be able to offer a greater level of contact, more touch points, greater depth of coaching. Right. So it's not a comparable offer. It's got all of the best of the alcohol experiment, but it's wrapped up in special Aussie Emma Pink magic magic. Mm. With a bit of touch of sparkle on the top and <laughs> cat's ass and you know what that's that's the thing of like if you've been through the lae with with this naked mind like jumping into a group like yours emma is amazing because those insights sometimes when we really hear it because it's presented to us in a way that resonates with us and it touches us in that place it's like oh that's amazing so you know i, I think coming into a smaller group and being able to you know, explore those things either for the first time or again is is magic. Yeah. It's so magical yeah. the way we hear things. It's it's so you know it changes. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for coming to yeah. have a love a love fest. Oh, <laughs> it's been lovely. I've really really enjoyed talking to you both. It's lovely. Both have so much wisdom between you. Oh. Great. Well, thank you, my loves you're you're so welcome and um this is just it's just been fabulous like we, we keep thinking you know what, what are we going to do next we've got so many ideas and it's just been wonderful to have the diversity of guests and subject yeah. matter like you know you <laughs> where where are we gonna go next with this <laughs> who knows, who knows? <laughs> it's a mystery <laughs> But thank you all for tuning in, and I and I hope I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation with Emma. Please leave us a review. Please share it widely, especially if you've got any um, any tentacles into Australia, so that um, all of our Aussie friends can get to know Emma. Yeah. Um, and certainly over time, I think you know there's every all of us as coaches have got hope that in the future we'll be able to do some in-person stuff so it's it's great to extend the reach so that where when we can get back to in-person stuff at some point that you know you've got people that are, are local to you too so thank you so much thank you very much you're, you're amazing welcome. what a wonderful chat to have on valentine's week and uh, a lot of love in there as well so uh, we had a great conversation we thoroughly enjoyed that so thank you emma and uh, you know make sure you go and check out emma's awesome resources she's got a great website with a number of cool things on there for you to go and check out so hey you know we've got our facebook group up and running it is there's loads of discussions in there live q a's loads and stuff kicking off so uh, you know make sure you come and join us there and uh, yeah you're gonna get to get to see me and ellie in person a lot over there so uh, see you in the group team